This Three Beards Media podcast is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website, www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? Welcome once again to an episode of Old Man Strength. Uh, I am the host tonight, Chris Shipley. Tim Johnson is uh, disposed, not available tonight. So uh, we thought like a little bit of uh, WWE, we'd call in a tag team partner here. Let me play his music. Are you ready? Hey, had to bring in the biggest degenerate i know george trice host of uh of, uh, sigh the storm uh, another three beards media podcast george joining us from phoenix what is up george what's good people i'm out here chilling um daddy daycare tonight so you know i got a little time uh hopefully uh the kids are on their tablets and they're occupied you know tablets raise kids these days you know that's right that's that's no different than any other dad raising their kids here well, well that's turn a, on that's some a, cartoons i got, yeah, I got stuff that, to do and that's the new thing because before you know it was like you just tell the kids go play and you just listen for a loud sound right so yeah now it's like yeah. they put the tablet down you know so yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's quiet you know <laughs> absolutely well, uh, we are super excited tonight. Uh, I've been meaning to bring this gentleman on uh, on the pod for a while. Um, I mean, the only way to introduce this guest is to say the straight up blue collar. And if you hear that, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, East Side Legend, I was told tonight uh, by, by our buddy uh, Chris Flagg. Uh, he wanted to know when the East Side Legend was going to make his appearance on Old Man Strength. Coach John Walling, welcome to Old Man Strength. Thanks for hopping on with us. God bless. It's, it's an honor to be here. Well, that, that seems like a lot of pressure. <laughs> hey, John, I hope you live up to it. You know, I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, 
We've had some big guests, you know. <laughs> oh, amen, brother. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Both you all have. I don't know about that. John, what uh, what are you up to nowadays? Other than I, I mean, some of your some of your pics on Twitter of you hanging out in your hammock and and retiring while your wife's working hard. Hey, What's that's my be, that's my best skill set is hammocking. I'm a hammocking type of guy. If if that if there if there's a if there's an opportunity to teach people how to hammock. I, I should be that guy. Well, let me let me tell you the legend of, of John Wallet. All right. Oh. So two two stories. I'm in the car listening to, or <laughs> I I read a tweet somewhere, and uh, there was like a 15, 10 or 15 minute podcast. And I can't even remember what the podcast was, but it was about bringing on people that had been touched by other people. And they were interviewing this young kid, and he was talking about how this guy had pulled him aside one day in class and had just turned the, – the talk that he had 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 uh, just kind of turned him around. And he was explaining this gentleman in this story. And then the, the host was like, well, how would you like to meet this guy again? And he was like, oh, that, that, that would be great. I don't know that that would ever you know happen. And I'm sitting there thinking – I think this kid's talking about John Wallet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's a it's not located just in Iowa. So that's where I was like, god, ah, man, is that are they talking about John? <laughs> and then all of a sudden John Walling's voice came on the podcast. It was you. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I couldn't believe it. Story number 1. Story number 2. My wife is at school the other day. And she's talking about uh, uh, people that we know and whatever. And I think this girl's is going to kill me. She literally just told me this story like 20 minutes ago. And I already don't remember all of it, uh, which ranks right up there with the T-shirt she got me for Christmas. that says, my husband has two faults. He doesn't listen and something else. <laughs> um. Anyways, they were at a basketball. Are game. you going to make those on a circuit maker? Or are we going? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can make those. those? Yeah, yeah, I can get you. I can get you one if you need one, now. George. For my order now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I, I actually have one that says "Trophy Husband" too, George. You want that one instead? No, no I'm married up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that one. The people look at me funny. I really wanted the one that said. <laughs> I really wanted the one that said seventy put or thirty percent stud, seventy percent muffin. That's what I really wanted. Was that one? I, you know, I haven't seen that one, but I, I need that one too. <laughs> and I got to get back in the gym. So I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. Anyways, so they're, uh, they apparently are sitting there and um, they met John Walling. And John was all super excited that somebody actually knew who he was instead of being Rory's dad. <laughs> and Stacy was like, oh, I know John Walling. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you're you're pretty much known everywhere, Coach. Well, I I don't know about all that, but uh, you know, after my family grew up, you know, I grew up and my family grew up on the east side, so East Des Moines is a special place to us. So you you coached and, and taught at, at on the east side. Tell to give uh, us a little bit of background. I've covered a, a tiny tiny bit of it, but why don't you tell our our listeners? Uh, more about where you're from and what and what you what you've done well I grew up here in East Des Moines and uh went to East High School uh dad dad kind of you know 
he went to a lot of places. Uh, they, they, they were in a rough spot and mom, same way. Um, but uh, uh, dad went to World War II in Korea. And so uh, that's how I grew up with, you know, two tremendous role models. And then uh, uh, I went to Goodwill Garden East and then Iowa State. And then uh, uh, I married my wife, Beth, and we had Hannah, Rory, and Mary Kate. They all went to, uh, you know, I got to teach them at Goodroll, and then they went to East. And then uh, Hannah went to South Dakota State, um, you know, and she's now married and working as a teacher, uh, as a science teacher up in um, uh, just south of Minneapolis in Egan. Uh, Rory is, uh, well, he just finished last year as a student coach uh, up at Iowa State, uh, finished his career and was a student coach and. Uh, he's going to meet with Coach Campbell at some point and discuss the future. I don't know what that looks like. That's between Coach Campbell and him, but Lord knows he loves Coach Campbell and he loves Iowa State. So I don't know what's happening there. And then uh, Miss Mary Kate, our youngest, she is uh, going to graduate with her undergrad. And Rory actually graduated with undergrad and his master's. Um, and then uh, Miss Mary Kate is going to graduate her undergrad this coming spring, and then she's already taking her master's, and she's a videographer at Iowa State football. Uh, she's done that for two years. We'll do it a third, maybe a fourth, depending. And then uh, for me, I, I, I taught and coached for 35 years in Des Moines. Um, uh, really, my teaching career uh, started at, uh, I was at East, and I was at, uh, I was at uh, Merrill, uh, for a short while, and then I spent 25, six, seven years at Goodrill Middle School. Um, and uh, while well, I I coached primarily at East, but I, I kind of had my pa my bags packed. I, I kind of went everywhere, but I I I always came back to East Des Moines. That's what's up. I um I lived in Iowa for ten years. And uh, my son actually, his wife, his mom, they lived on the on the east side. So they lived like a block from the uh, fairground fairgrounds. Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. And I can't remember if she went to what what color is uh, the school? Is green? I don't know if is East green. Hoover. No, no, we're we're red. You're red. So I think she went to the green school, but I don't Hoover. know. Hoover. That'd be north. Oh, north Hoover. or Hoover? North, north or Hoover. Hoover? Hoover sounds familiar. Okay, nice. And actually. I'm, I'm, we're about uh, 10, 12 blocks north of the fairgrounds. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, first Friday night of the fair is always east side night. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that the people watching over there. I avoid, oh, yeah. I avoid that night at the fair, by the way. <laughs> I, my parents were born on east side, but I haven't earned the street cred to go. I, to thought, east side I night. thought east side night was kind of like St. Patrick's Day. Everybody was, everybody on St. Patrick's Day, Irish. <laughs> everybody on the first Friday of the fair, they're east of Moyne, aren't they? Isn't that kind of like St. Patrick's Day? Kind of. It is. It is. I mean, I have a shirt that says Black Irish, Blackerish. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking I mean, about. Yeah. On St. Patty's Day, it don't matter what your color is, it's always great. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody can be Irish for a day. <laughs> You got to know that you got to know the code though when you go over there to East Side <laughs> Night at the. Uh, amen, amen. They'll, they'll, they'll know the fakes over there. They'll know the fakes. <laughs> the, the fakes are the one that are leaving it at like nine thirty. That's th those are the fake East Side. Oh yeah, that's just when the party's getting started. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I uh, I was born, uh, and the first couple places we lived at was on the East Side, 
right on East 34th, kind of right around the corner from Stowe Elementary. So I'm sure yep. that's probably right around in, in your area or whatever. Oh, yeah. So not, I mean, it's a good, hardworking neighborhood, but it was also kind of a tough neighborhood. So oh, yes. tell, tell me, tell me what, what it was like trying to mentor and coach some of those kids and, and, and what that meant to you. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful and blessed for where I got to grow up and, and where I got to coach and teach. Uh, East Des Moines means everything to me. And, um, you know, uh, one of, one of the things that, that I personally believed in is that, you know, um, as, as a, as a teacher, um, I got to try to lift everybody every day, right? And um, I was lucky enough to know most of their moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, what have you. And a lot of them are blue collar workers. And it seems like today, a lot of people are trying to act like that's not a, a, a noble profession. And, um, you know, but where I grew up, that's whatever, you know, most, my dad worked 42 years at a, as a tire builder at Armstrong Tire. I mean, I, I, I completely, I, I grew up understanding that, right? And, and mm -hmm. that, that world is the world I grew up in, just the blue collar world. Yes, I got to go to Iowa State, um, but it was not, um, that was a gift. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, yeah. and so, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that. And, but, but that was my dream. I, I, I wanted to coach. I, coach Bryant coach, at, at Alabama has been my, 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 um, one of my heroes from 1970 on. I got my dad's hair and he, you know, I pissed him off and he, he grabbed me by the arm and my feet weren't on the floor, on the ground, and <laughs> sat me down. And I, and the one, there was always one game on Saturdays. Nobody believes that anymore, but there was only one game on a Saturday and Alabama was good enough that they were on quite a bit. So I got, I loved coach Brian. I loved I started loving Alabama because my dad said that, that man right there can, can beat you with his, with his players. And if you, and he said, if he stood on the other sideline, he'd beat your ass with his, with your own players. And, and he, 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 so, I mean, and my dad wasn't necessarily, he didn't have, to, he was too poor and didn't have time. He had to work to survive. So he didn't really have time to play anything. Right. I mean, he was a heck, he didn't even graduate high school. He got a GED because he went to war. Yep. He lied to get, he, you know, he lied to be a Marine. I mean, so I have a tremendous respect for my, my father. Um, he's passed away, but I mean, he, you know, um, being and that moniker blue collar means so much to me because it, it it's not just work. It's a mentality of how you treat others and how you honor others and how you respect others and you respect, you know, being your best and lifting others to, for the for the betterment of the whole does that make sense yeah it, to me it, you know I, I mean it's really important to me because i mean that's that's why i mean my wife and i my wife beth ann she you know we both believe in that right and we both i mean she was a hell of an athlete i mean I wasn't so much. I just said, you know, I'm, you know, I kind of, I was kind of rocky without, without the talent. <laughs> and I, and so, you know, and, but I mean, I really mean that. And, and, and so I taught kids just be your best. I never said be the best. And there's a huge, massive 
difference in my head is be be your best. Don't you not don't worry about being the best. That you, you have no control over that. Athletically, intelligence, anything. All, all you have control over is you. So you go out and you give the best of you you can be. And that's at, at everything you do. And and so that to, for me, I mean, that's a, a quick capsule of what blue collar means to me, you know, discipline, commitment, effort, toughness, pride. I mean, that, I mean, I taught that all the days of my life. I, I, it just, it flows out of my body, like, like air. I mean, air coming in and out. I mean, it's, it's how I breathe. And so every, every, I would hope, you know, that along with being a servant leader, that those are the things that, that every child and every person that ever met me would say, you know, is, is to lift others and, and have the discipline, commitment, effort, toughness, and pride to be your best for others. Yeah, I like that. And I, one of the things I say to people that I mentor or at work when I'm doing events or my teams, is just do one step better than you did the day before. You know, there you go. You took 9,000 steps, take 9,001. You know, because right. what you're trying to do is you, you're trying to, you're just trying to better yourself and you don't, and it's incremental. Um, there was a book, there was a book that I read. It was, it was, uh, called make your bed. And it was, a uh, it was like an army general or army admiral. And basically the gist was he started talking about, he started every day by making his bed. And the reason why was because, and this was even after he retired from the military, it was because you start with one success. You start with something small, making your right. bed something small. Now I will tell you, I didn't take his advice because I hate making the bed in the morning. So I did not take that advice, but I do start with one small step and you accomplish something in the morning early mm -hmm. on so that you can build upon that, you know? And the other thing that I, I always do is, you know, an, an agent of mine, I worked in, work in insurance and an agent of mine always would say, when I would talk to him, he'd say, um, Hey, what's the best thing that happened to you today? You can't answer that question negatively. So you get a positive response. Like, what's the best thing to happen? You can't say right. anything right. negative. Right. So by thinking that positive and thinking positive, positive thoughts lets you go out there and accomplish because this world is not going to be like you, John. This world is the, the world and the teachers and everybody right now, they're not preaching the same thing you are. It's more about self right now that I've seen. And they've gotten away from that servant leadership, from that trying to help. And um, if you've been afforded some things, give something back to somebody else. But George, you, what you're talking about is you took, by saying that, you take control of the narrative. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, and, and you know, as, as an athlete, as a student, as a person, I believe you can, you can, you know, you can discipline your mind to think uh, in that direction if, if you so choose. Mm -hmm. yep. And, and I, I think that's a brilliant way to think of things, you know, I mean, the, the 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 walk of a thousand miles is the first step, right? You got. I mean, you can't go a thousand miles without your first step, and that sounds that sounds silly, but it's not. I mean, your 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 journey is your journey. So yeah, I love that idea. But you and you're instilling things in, in people young. I mean, I, I I started working when I was five years old. You know, I, I right. worked I've worked since I was five. My um my family. You talk about blue collar. But my family. We owned a pet store. So this was before PetSmart, before Petco, before all these big boxes. And so mm -hmm. we were in a neighborhood pet store. And, you know, every day after school, kindergarten, my grandfather would pick me up, have lunch in the car, snack in the car. We'd drive down to the shop. And then my job was to clean out the feeder fish that were piranhas and the Oscars. I had to change all the bedding for the, for the uh, hamsters and mice. 
just little things mm-hmm. like that. And I've been doing that since I was five and I've worked every day since then because right. it's something that was instilled in me, a pride of that, a pride of something that you're doing that you can say, I did that and I accomplished it. And, and so, yeah, you like the, the small steps are, are the key. Totally agree. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll be honest, I, 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 a, a big part of that, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, my wife and I um, have, have that, that was our focus. Our focus with our children, I mean, academically, whatever they said, they, they, we were just all, hold on. Did you really, did you give your best effort? I mean, or, or, or did you go, oh, I forgot to do that. And, and you try to quick slam yeah. something together. Because if you try to quick slam something together, that's not your best effort. That's you, that's you making a mistake. And they had to own up to that, right? And we're yeah. very fortunate with our three kids. Very, very fortunate. They're wonderful human beings. And, you know, I'm grateful I get to be their pops. It's funny that you said that because we I just had that conversation with Jordan yesterday and today. Uh, when you say, you know, when you ask the, the kids, did you just slap that together? The, the way to get through that is to make sure that you're being honest with yourself of whether or not you did or not. And if you're not being honest with yourself, you're cheating yourself. Amen. And that was a conversation that I had with Jordan tonight and last night was is you know he's he's going through some stuff and and whatever else and i said you know i I keep telling you what i think might be happening and you're in so quick and instantly no that's not it no that's not it no that's not it you need to take some time and really self-reflect and think are you being honest with yourself right because yeah there are some things that 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 are happening that are unfair that are out of your control but there's also some things that you're not being honest with yourself about. And until you fix those problems, these other things are not going to stop. A hundred percent. And you know what? Teaching our kids to look in the mirror and, and take, and, and take responsibility for, for their success and their failures. Right. And understand, and I really don't think they're failures. There's just, Learning that was the best choice for me to be as successful as I should have been. So right. I'm going to learn from that. If you want to call that a failure, fantastic. The only way you, in my mind, and Beth and I have said this from the get-go, the only way you fail is if you're not learning. Yeah. Learn from everything you do. I mean, and, that, and, and Beth and I would push back that whether you're winning or losing, if you're not learning, you are losing. Whether you win or lose the game, if you're not if you're not picking something up to get better when you win, you're losing, you're losing that game. You're not, you're not preparing yourself to be the best you, you can be. You're Mm -hmm. becoming satisfied, satisfied. You know, that, that leads to nothing good. Well, I I look at this too. And I say, we're on old man strength, but it's old man wisdom as well. We've been through this, you know, and teaching our kids, we've been through it. They want to act like they know it all. So, you know, it's that old man. Yeah. With, just, just like our kids can't beat us up. No matter how big they get, we, oh, still, yeah. we got some one-ups on them. We can get them no matter what. Oh, my yeah. Son, I, I always said, six, don't pull your neck because you know what? I know how to cheat. He's not going to win <laughs> anyway. Uh, my dad right. once said uh, when we squared off in the kitchen, he said, I, you know, you might be bigger than me, but that lamp over there will really hurt. <laughs> I'll use whatever I got. <laughs> one of the things that is different well in this put, day and age, well put both of you 
this day and age is uh, the instant the instant gratification things come so so quickly um and you don't have time to learn and so i equate this to my golf game i like to walk when i golf because when i hit that bad shot i want to think about it as i walk to that shot there you go. Yeah. Golf cart gets me there too fast. I don't got time to really think about that shot as I'm walking and kicking my ass saying, how the hell did you slice that? Like, like, how did you line up? How were your hands? So you, you get time to think about that. But right now we get stuff so quick and so fast. We don't have time to think and react to it. We just, I mean, it's like, we can't be proactive. We're always reactive. And that's what people are learning today to be reactive to something. Well, Oh, I didn't know. Um, I should have. Uh, well, uh, so they, they don't even know what to say because they're just like trying to make something up real quick. But George, point. here's the thing. When when you don't, I mean, a lot of kids today, they can't they don't even take time to think They they know a lot of things, but they don't think they do. Because you know what? They go to this. They go to their phone. Yeah. They ask uh, whatever that person is on the phone. Um, Hey, don't say her, don't say her name because then she'll say something to you. Right. Well, whatever that, you know what I'm saying. You can, but you can type it in or say it or whatever, and then boom, it's you know, and you you have. I mean, my my mama and dad had a whole. They had the that the atlas books from A to Z, and if you wanted to know something, they, they there was always a step stool, and my mama and dad say get up there, and 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 most of the time I didn't even know what letter to look under. And then, but it, there was always, a, you know, each, each atlet you know, from, and you'd pick out the A or the Z or the B or the M or the O or whatever, and you'd look it up and they'd, they'd help you figure out what to look up. But yeah, it was, you know, but I'm going to kind of throw this a little bit to, you know, this conversation to the left. I'm going to tell you something right now. One of the reasons that Beth Ann and I were so excited about Rory, um, you know, completing his time up at, at Iowa State is just George and Chris, what you guys are talking about, Coach Campbell and that staff, they're old school. They, they teach the things. I mean, I, I, I swear to God to you, our son and our daughter, because she just by virtue of her being around the program, video, being a videographer, those two are much better human beings than what then when we dropped them off they were they i'm not saying beth or i did a horrible job we tried our best but i'm saying what we dropped off and we thought was pretty good you know we thought well you know we did a pretty damn good job well they just they, i mean every day they've been pushed to be their best at whatever they're doing they've never been told either be the best or get out they've been right. told you know, that, that strive, strive, strive. And not, for God's sakes, I'm not talking just athletics. I'm talking as a human being. And I, and I, I really want you, I, I mean, honestly, God, and that's, you know, that's just me as a, as a dad slash coach. And, and Beth Ann is a, you know, as a mama slash coach, because she coached as well. I mean, it, 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 we couldn't be happier. And it's, and it's Campbell, but it's everybody on that staff. It's it's all the Ohio boys, you know. And, and I say, and I, <laughs> uh, you know, here I, we go. I, I say that right, because it's, it's the Ohio boys, you know. But no, I, but in, in all honesty, the reason why I say that is because Ohioans are the most mixed up people in the country. But they learn because 
we are on Eastern time zone, but we're considered Midwest. There's only one state between us and the coast, Pennsylvania and then Maryland. But then we're an hour and a half, like Cleveland is three hours from Kentucky. So we're actually like South. I lived in a place called Grove City, but they called it Grove Tucky because it used to be all corn. <laughs> so I lived in Grove Tucky when I was back in Ohio. But we had, to, we had to figure it out because we were our own we were our own group. And so you, you just had to learn things a little bit differently. And so when Campbell brought that out from Toledo to come out to Iowa, the same thing I did when I was there, you know, I tried to indoctrinate people to the Ohio way of life. Uh, but it, it's just that, that, you know, my, my grandfather was the, the uh, pet store. My, my, my stepdad, my, my grandfather worked at Chrysler. Uh, my, my, my uh, uncle works at Ford, you know, my, uh, my other uncle worked at Chevy, you know, so they were up in Detroit. I got you. All my family's Detroit and Cleveland. That's where I'm from. And, and it's just that, that, that that hard nose, head down type of person, and that's what Matt brought up. But it is a sensitive type of person too, because you understand because everybody's different. Yeah, uh, that that's a beautiful way to put it. I mean, I would push back that there's a little there's a little there's a little place called East Des Moines that sounds just like where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here uh, and pause for uh, for an ad from uh, a word from Revelton Distilling Company, our sponsor. And then I want to circle back, John, and let's talk about Coach Campbell. And I, I love the story that you've told about Roy's uh, recruitment as a preferred walk-on. So let's take this break, and then I, I would love to kind of dig into that if you're all right with that. Thank you. At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family. From the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy, our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm to flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. All right, and we're back. Uh, again, make sure you go check out uh, the tasting room and all of the great stuff that uh, Rob and Christy have uh, down at Revelton Distilling Company. Uh, they'll hook you up. Uh, during the break, uh, George John was wanting to know your backstory so for some of you people that uh, have missed george's episode on old man strength and for you nutcases that aren't listening to sigh of the storm a why aren't you b exactly. uh why don't you tell john a little bit about your background yeah john so i am originally like i said from cleveland ohio uh right down the street from where jack was uh raised but, well you know where he lived to to get a better life because he was born a slave down in lexington tennessee and um, I was out in Cleveland, living there, kept getting in trouble, moved further and further out in the suburbs and ended up meeting some good people out in the suburbs. But um, the only school I was going to go to was Michigan. I don't, you know, I know some people don't like Michigan, but that was the only school I was going to because my high school girlfriend was going and doing musical theater and I thought I was in love. Another story, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> so um, in 1988 is when they unveiled the statue. So Doug Jeske and then three of my family members, my grandfather, George Trice, 
my uncle uh, Nelson Trice, and then my cousin Chester Trice Jr. Uh, he was the son of my uncle Chester, but he couldn't make it. I was eight years old, had chicken pox, so I couldn't get on a plane. So my mom and I, as Trices, did not go. Uh, but that was the first I had heard about the Jack Trice, about Jack Trice and anything, because it wasn't really talked about in our family. Um, future forward, um, I'm 17 years old, uh, senior year in high school, and my football coach, every morning I would go into his office. And, um, you know, at the, at the beginning of a season is when they named the stadium Jack Trice Stadium Cyclone Field. That's when they reversed it in 97. Yep, yep, yep. And so he gave me the article. I took it home to my mom. And I told her about it, you know, and she remembered it. She pulled out the Jet magazine from 1988 that we, that they yeah. were all in. And um, I called the school. They called me back, broke it down. Like, you're the first cousin twice removed. It's your grandfather and the mom and then me. So still the first cousin. And they said, when do you want to come out? I said, oh, I'll come out whenever. My mom's like, no, you're not. You're not going out without me. You know, I'm still a kid. And so we, uh, we got flown out and went out there in February, went to a basketball game. Um, and that is where I fell in love with Iowa. Um, the, the reception that I got at that game, I was there for a few days. I stayed with the football players uh, my first day. My mom stayed at Memorial Union, got a tour of campus, went to the game, and everybody was giving me high five, thumbs up, clapping as I'm walking out this game. And I'm like, oh, that's love. It feels good um, <clears throat> for something out of tragedy um, to have this warm reception. And so um, got offered a full scholarship to go out there. And, um, you know, told uh, the girlfriend that I was not going to Michigan anymore. And, and that's how I ended up at Iowa State. Uh, took some time off, um, went out to California, got accepted to culinary school out in, uh, Sac in Santa Monica. So the uh, Santa Monica School of Arts, Culinary Arts, and I was going to go there, but ended up coming back to Iowa and ended up living there for another like seven years. And, um, and, and that's where I was like, I became an adult there, um, you know, because I left home when I was 18. And so that was one of the things that, you know, I will always have love for Iowa because it um, is where I was, I was kind of was raised into a man. And, I get you. And so future forward, all the Jack Trice stuff they had been doing. Um, I had been featured in papers. I had been all this stuff. And there was not a lot of stuff about Jack Trice that was national. You know, during certain times of the year, it might come out a little bit during basketball season, because basketball season during Black History Month, it would come out a little bit. But when the social injustice with George Floyd actually hit in 2020 is when the light came and ESPN was at my house. C CBS was at my house. I was on the road to the, uh, the finals. I was on uh, ESPN. And so um, that's when people started comparing Jack's story and Jack of his death to George Floyd. And that's when I said, don't put those two together. And, and that's what made me want to do something different. And so that's nice when I job by you, by the way. Yeah. And that's when I started the, the just a scholarship. I was like, OK, let me just do a scholarship, raise some money for some kids first to get back to East Tech, because that's in Cleveland. And that's where Jack went to school. Um, that's where I wanted to hit home first. But then I wanted to, then I thought about giving it to anybody that wanted to further themselves, whether it's trade school, whether it's um, a four or two year school, because it's about furthering your education and we need the electricians we need the contractors because those Amen, are brother. jobs and people don't want to do those jobs but those make more money than some of these c-suite jobs and and so i wanted to be able to give back like right now i'm looking at three Earn while you learn yeah yeah exactly um i got three laptops here so i have like a, i have a technology fund uh grant that you can apply for and you can get a laptop or we can help with internet assistance for some high school kids um and then we have the the scholarship that we're going to be giving out 
um, with the Trice Legacy Foundation. And so uh, TriceLegacy.org is our website where you can find out more information. We're going to be doing our third annual golf event in Ames at uh, Coldwater on Friday, February 16th. So, you know, raise the money there, get into the community. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. Get more indoctrinated into the community. That is Father's Day weekend. It's the Friday before Father's Day uh, up in Ames. So that is out on the website as well. But we're trying to get sponsors, uh, donors, uh, volunteers, golfers. But it was fun. We had it in Adele the past two years. And I, I guaranteed them two years and then wanted to move it closer to Central. And with all the 100th commemorative things going on for Jack, this is part of what's on the jacktrice100.com. You can find out all the things through Iowa State, what they're doing. And so that's just one of the things that I'm doing. Can I throw something in real quick? Yeah. Hey, George. I, I want to be real um, serious for just a moment. Because, uh, you know, my son had, you know, our, our son had the, the great blessing of, of being able to go through as a walk-on um, football player and, you know, earned a scholarship, what have you. And then, you know, was we're grateful and blessed enough that he got to be asked to be a student coach and, you know, last year. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen going forward. But um, I just want you to know, I, I don't know, I guess it's not firsthand because I wasn't in the room, but, you know, I, um, I guess from our son to, to Beth and I, um, they talk about living up to that legacy. It's not, I, I, and I mean this in the most um, sincere, beautiful way. In no way am I trying to step on toes or, or be, um, you know, disrespectful. But um, it's not about, it's not just, I don't mean it the way this is going to sound. It's not just Jack Trice Field. It's more than that. There's, there's, I think you said the word legacy. Yes. Right. And, yes. and, 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 and to honor that word legacy, you, if you're going to honor a legacy, that means you have to live up to that. Mm -hmm. And there, and, and, and I, I, I'm telling you as a dad's, you know, mama and dad as, as coaches and moms and dads, I mean, uh, we truly, I want you to hear this. It's being taught, coached, and expected. And it's really a powerful, a powerful um, force in the athletic department of, of uh, the football, for sure. Oh, yeah. You, and you're 100%. And I don't take anything away. I know, I know how they come out um, to it. I know the I will. I know all the things that Coach Campbell is doing and, and being in that building. Um, the only issue I have is that sometimes it stops there. It stops after that. Again, 2020 is when Iowa State was getting a lot of recognition for Jack Trice's name. And that's why I'm trying to get the story out and get the legacy out is because what Jack wanted to do before his life was cut short. So he went there. The only reason he, he ended up at Iowa, Iowa State got lucky. Not a negative thing, but Iowa State got lucky because his high school coach was the coach about they got he got recruited to be the coach of Ames College and he brought six of his players with them and Jack was one of those players so oh. six of those boys were from Ohio gotcha. and so that's how he ended up at Iowa State he was studying animal husbandry because he wanted to go back down south 
and teach ex-slaves how to share crop to make a living. Yeah. So to take his education down there. And that's why the three pillars that the foundation is on is family, education, and community. Because those are the th three things that if you if you look deeply into his his letter, those are the three things he's talking about when yeah. you think about what he's what he's saying. Yes, and sir. so when you talk about other kids continuing their legacy, whether they're the first one to go to college, whether they're the second one, whether they're going to mass, what whatever they're doing, if they're trying to do better and trying to do something after with whatever they learn, that's what we're trying to do. And that's why the foundation is, is all, when we give our scholarship, they also get leadership and mentorship attached to that because we want them to finish. You can, everybody can say, I gave somebody some money. And then where, where are they now? Oh, I don't know. I gave money four years ago. I don't know if they graduated or not. We're with them to the end. They get our scholarship. We're building that connection with the school. If they allow us to like, Hey, we want you to succeed. We want to be a part of this. And, and that's why I've gotten a buy-in of a lot of players that have played at Jack Trice because they felt that through all the coaches. Like I still talk to coach Mack, you know, he and I, he's going right. to my right. show today. Like I talk to him all the time. Uh, but the kids that came up through that, they still know that story. The kids that are coming up through Campbell, they're knowing this stuff. And I want to get it nationwide and get it out there broad. Fair enough. I, I just want to make sure that you understand. It's not that at Iowa State currently right now and in the previous five years, it mm -hmm. wasn't enough to read the book. It wasn't enough to read the story. It wasn't enough to be told the story. You had to live the story. You had to live the story. Does that make sense? So I really want you to, I, I hope that makes you feel good because it's not about just feeling good, but I mean, I, as a, as a, like I said, as Beth and I being teachers and coaches, for them to take that, that moment in time, you know, with, with Jack's story and make it be relevant today and make kids live up to that. Because again, I think, I think Jack would have a thousand percent agreed with be your best. Yeah, and I feel, you know, and, and I feel like they are really, it's, and it's, I don't know what, exactly what the word organic means, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, to it's me, it means like service. it seeps up from the bottom up and it's mm -hmm. in your core. And that's the way it is. I mean, like that, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. What matters is who you are as a person. And, and, and that, and, and, and I, again, I'm, I, I hope I'm not stepping on toes, but I'm, I'm just trying to explain to you that it is definitely valued, taught, and expected at Iowa State in football. Yeah, and Coach Campbell, you still haven't had me come talk to the team. I, you know, I'm throwing that out there. Um, there you go. Because I, I was there when uh, Reggie Hayward got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I had other meetings for what I was doing, and Reggie was talking to the team. Like, man, I wish I could have came with you, but I had meetings with uh, some staff at Iowa State while he was there um, talking to the team. Um, but again, they're, they're doing a the good thing, and I'm glad they're teaching it. And I'm glad that that um, he's getting recognized the way he is, and it's been gaining, it's been gaining and gaining and gaining. And, you know, it's I not lip service. That's, no, it, it's, it's not. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say, Chris. It's not lip service. It's living up to the legacy. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like when you talk about organic, um, Chris and I really didn't know each other. And, like, we became good friends, and it's been organic. Like, it's, yeah. it, it just happened. And, and it's been built upon. So if it's something that you believe in, if you have a commonality and you believe in what you're being there told, you go. or you believe in that person or you believe in that, that statement, that's the key. And so I believe what Chris was trying to do. And so I'm like, I'm on board with you. 
Um, and and Chris and like Chris, when I came to tailgate, I, I it was cold. I came out to see Chris real quick. Like, hey, I'm coming. You're like- from Ohio, for God's <laughs> sakes, man. I've been Come living on. in Arizona too long. And West, I'm West Coast now. West Coast. You're getting, you're getting <laughs> soft in Phoenix. <laughs> Five degrees here today. It was, man. I woke up. It was frost on my car. Thirty-two degrees this morning. Um, but yeah, no. So so John, you're 100 right on how they're preaching it. How that staff is is preaching it, and everybody feels it when they're in that stadium. When they're in that That's locker room, right. when they're right. in the new building, they feel it and they see it. And I got, I, mean, I got, you know, and, and it was really, it was really great when they got these. Oh, there you go. So, you know, to give them, so for, for the city to give recognition to Jack, to do the proclamation by the city of Ames, um, commemorating this and everything like that, it's getting the rec, it's starting to gain the traction and recognition that, that he deserves. Um, it's not just about the statue, it's about the words and carrying on those words and that legacy. And that's honestly, George, that's what that's what I want you to know. Mm-hmm. It what the statue's nice, don't get me wrong. But more importantly, are his values being perpetuated in, in an honest, sincere way and the expectation of living up to them. I'm not going to take my, I'm not going to pull my shirt up, but because I don't want people seeing my nipple on the YouTube because that might be censored. But I actually, yeah. have, I actually have the five bars tattooed on my there chest you go. with the word legacy. And I use a legacy, but uh, the E is a three and a seven at the end for his number. So legacy with a 37. Oh, nice. And nice. I have that on well, my now tattoo. I'm jealous. I want that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I created it. And I was like, yeah, do this tattoo for me. And it's because. I do believe in the five bars. The five bars represents 1923 or the 1920s era, but Jack, but Iowa State's using it for Jack Trice, and it's been now it's synonymous with Jack Trice, um, and and it's it's been good. It's been gaining traction, um, and I'm loving it. George, we need to have a shirt made like what you like your tattoo. I I um I'm doing some stuff. I'm doing some stuff. I um I you know I I come out with. Can a you different- work with Cyclone Fanatics with your stuff? I have not worked with them um, as of yet. I, I stopped by a lot and t- try to talk to some people to get some contacts. I don't have the right contacts yet, but I'm trying to. Yeah, I tell you what, that's a, that's a hell of an idea. I'll get that, that, I, that, those will fly off the show. George, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get you a contact with, okay. with Mike Martz. He's the he's the apparel guy at uh, yep. at Cyclone right. Fanatic, and he uh, he actually just hooked me up with a donation for uh, for this charity uh, auction that I got going on. So. I got a charity auction too that's going on. I know. I'm. 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 We're gonna talk about. I know. It. I'm I'm, I know. Um, no, that'd be cool to get that because I was uh, when I was back for um, when I was back for the dedication and everything. I was in the the um, ISU bookstore. Uh, I had my family in there and I was getting them some stuff because my kids don't don't get back as often. They're four and nine, and people were looking for the Jack Trice stuff. They're like, "Where's the Jack Trice stuff?" It's gaining traction. They were they are just for that. They were coming in town. They were there just for that and. It's gaining traction, and like I said, I'm jealous of, of Chris because I don't have that hat. And uh, I was shields. googling. I was googling. It's it at was... Shields. Oh, okay, I, I was AC looking got it for me at Shields. All right, she should have got two. I know. I got a whole. I got a whole list of shit I got to send you. Apparently, <laughs> uh, John. Before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, Coach Campbell, and you were talking about the you know his embodiment uh, of the spirit and how much uh, better Rory as a man and 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 mary kate as a person is uh, after being around that program but there's a story that you told me about rory's uh commitment 
and and after speaking to coach Campbell what his what his thoughts were and how ready he was to 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 sign on the dotted line why don't you tell that story because I think it, it 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 shows how much that I mean coach obviously wants those five-star kids and whatever else but he knows just how important guys like Rory are as well to the success of, of a successful football program. Well, I, I'll say this, you know, Rory, Rory was up at a camp, had, had uh, some, a situation happen and had no idea that coach Campbell was even watching and uh, um, stuff happened. And, 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 you know, a kid broke Rory's nose. And he, and he stayed out on the, on, on the, on the field, wouldn't go off after everything was done. Rory didn't even know coach Campbell was there. And, and a uh, uh, guy ran up and said, Hey, uh, and, and pulled Rory to the side. And I was like, where are you going? He goes, I don't know, dad. And, and, and went over and coach Campbell was sitting in a, in a, in a gator at the time. And was and said you you know had some words with Rory about you know you are right yeah yeah he said yeah, impressed with your kid da 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 and one thing leads to another and then you know uh, starts they 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 start having a little bit of conversation um, you know and and Rory didn't I mean was grateful for the conversation but didn't you know nothing nothing materialized there was no. Uh, uh, scholarship or whatever that came out of it but they were watching him and and uh you know um come time and 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 a uh, couple of the other guys you know, orion and and uh um jake you know got scholarships and what have you and and um you know we said well why you know what's what 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 does rory need to do and he said if if we had one more scholarship and we could take three it it had been him um but we don't and, uh, you know, Rory, why are we not winning? And he, you know, said, well, offensive and defensive lines. And at the time, and you know, we've since got way better. But uh, and then, uh, you know, um, one thing leads to another. And, and um, on signing day, coach comes down and out of nowhere, pulls Rory out of class and Rory comes down. And they just said it was an Iowa State coach and it was Coach Campbell. And he said, and he said uh, I, I really hope, you know, uh, you'll you know, you'll come to Iowa State. And, uh, you know, that meant a lot. Rory knew that, you know, on signing day, that meant a lot. And so, uh, you know, we'd been up there and we, so we went up and uh, coach ended up saying, you know, his, his spiel to everybody. And then Rory just decided he, that's where he wanted to be. And, and coach Campbell um, was really the reason, uh, just his sincerity and his honesty and, Coach Campbell took us in his office and said, you know, not going to be a scholarly, scholarly kid right now, but if he's who I think he is in the future, he could earn one. And that's all it took for him. That's all it took. He didn't get to go to that. I mean, he worked out, he worked his ever living, his ever living ass off that, that summer after his senior year from out of, out of East high school and didn't get, did not get invited to fall camp. And, uh, you know, did that hurt him? I mean, emotionally? Absolutely. It, it, it pissed him off like no tomorrow because he, he was, he, you know, he looked in the mirror and thought to himself, I didn't do something, you know, and, and I have to figure this out. 
you know, this, this, you know, nobody, and, and so, you know, while they were at fall camp, you know, <laughs> he, uh, I didn't know that he could take it to another level because he was already, he already worked really, really hard, but he took it to another level, went into fall camp, you know, after, after fall camp, then when everybody was invited back, um, you know, not just the people invited to fall camp, but when, when actual season practice started, then he starts going and, uh, you know, one thing leads to another and he, uh, you know, has, uh, <laughs> he, uh, ran out, uh, something happened to a safety on the field and he ran out and started playing safety. He never played safety a day in his life. And, uh, and, uh, they kept, his kids kept yelling at him to come off the field that he was supposed to come in. Rory pretended not to hear and just played the entire rest of the practice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, the safeties coach brought everybody in He goes, okay, guys, he goes, wait a minute, who the hell are you? He goes, uh, I'm Rory Walling. And he said, you're not even a safety. What, what are you doing? And he said, uh, playing football. <laughs> and, uh, and from that day forward, I mean, cause he was, he just talked to everybody about what the signals were and what to do. And he just learned on the fly, but he wouldn't come off the field. And one thing led to another and he got to be, you know, scout team player of the week. I'm out on the football field coaching. I, and I, I just, just for, just for safety, right. I, before the season started, I said, coach, Rory's at Iowa State now. He's now, you know, obviously he's not at East High School anymore. If somehow he travels, I'm going. He goes, oh, I understand. And I had no, I, Beth and I had no doubt that he was not going. I mean, he didn't get invited to all camp, right? I mean, right. George, Chris, you understand that. Yeah. So um, I get a phone call and he said, hey, Pops, I'm going to the game. He had a 1974 Ford F-250 that barely could make it to Ames. And I thought he was talking about trying to go down to, down to uh, the Texas Tech game driving that. I said, you are not driving your damn truck down to TCU, young man. He said, Pops, no, 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 Pops, Pops, Pops. I'm going to go with some friends. I said, hold on, God damn it. What friends? Who's driving? Who's you know, goes, No, I'm, I'm, I'm with the team. I said, what teammates? You're because I'm not thinking he's with you know, and he goes, No, Pops, listen, stop. I'm going with the team like I'm flying. I said, Oh my gosh, hung up on him, called Beth Ann. Beth Ann immediately figured out a route for me to get down there that's longer than this podcast is long. <laughs> and, and uh, she looked on a map and she thought that Lubbock was a lot closer than Dallas on, on a map than it really was, is all I'm going to say. And uh, and uh, and then I called him back and I said, wait, uh, are you really going? He goes, yeah. He goes, why'd you hang up? I said, I, I was excited. I called your mama and, you know, figured out a way to get there. And one thing led to another and he got to do that. It got to go travel a few more times and ended up being scout team player of the year that year and that. Now, he didn't play, but just seeing him, I'll be honest, Chris, George, I, watching him run out at, I mean, my throat's aching right now. Watching him run out at Texas Tech, I'll, I, that'll be one of the things I, I think about, the, you know, the day I die. I mean, it's, it, it was just so surreal to watch this young man, you know, 
work his dream and work so hard and work, you know, and, and be given the gift of, of the opportunity. And, you know, and now, you know, being given the gift, the opportunity to coach. So one thing leads to another, you know, the next season he's playing, uh, you know, he gets to play. And then, like I told you, um, down in, down in um, San Antonio, we didn't even know we got on the field. And then he starts playing, right? And uh, gosh, we, one thing leads to another. And, and, and uh, you know, a few years later, he's called up before the, before the next bowl, you know, a couple of years later, he's called up before the bowl game. And um, he's honored with a scholarship. Now, it happened to be a, 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 a snowstorm that night. So he couldn't, he wanted to come down and tell us himself, but he had to call because, he his truck wouldn't make it so I was gonna say he still had that shitty truck so he couldn't make that, <laughs> couldn't make that trick my my favorite um my favorite Roy Walling story is not a play it's not um seeing him you know make a big tackle any of that it's every home game that I was at watching him with the flag being the first one leading the team out and and just saying to myself, that's John's kid. Like I had a connection to him, but for him to take pride in that, and and it's just like that that Holly kid on the men's basketball team. Now that they're talking about the embodiment of the spirit and and the support of teammates and things like that, it's guys like him and guys like Rory that keep teams together and make a team a team and to watch him run out there with the flag every time I would just swell with pride. Well, so if, that, if anything tells you what kind of a father you are, oh. you should be, you, you should be very well commended for that. If I could take credit for that, I would, but I tell you what, my well, man, we'll let Beth take credit for it then. There we go. <laughs> she'll take it. She'll take it. Oh yeah. Right. I oh, know. I know. But the, oh, Chris, if I could just say one thing, I just want to make sure everybody understand. He loved running out and representing Iowa State and running out with with Coach Campbell all those times. And every time, and Jack Trice, George, he would point up to F one. And I hope nobody thought he was being big headed or anything. It was all in honor of his grandpa because his grandpa, while he was growing up, my dad. When I was growing up, we went to the old Clyde Williams. That's how old this this cat is. I was at the other stadium. And then we came to this new stadium, you know, Jack Trice. So Rory, my dad always had season tickets. Rory, my dad would take Rory and, and they would always sit. Well, you know, dad started not doing well and ended up being at the front. You know, he lost both his legs uh, to uh, diabetes and what it one at a time. But I mean, and, uh, but it was really important to him to have, you know, to take Rory to the football games. And then, you know, my dad's last fall, he made it to uh, the eight uh, football games in, around Des Moines with both legs cut off. He couldn't, he didn't make it up to Sioux city. Um, but, but um, that was one of the things that, uh, he, he just whipped my father, Rory's grandfather, willed himself to do those things and to, and to go to Mary Kate swim meets and to, he just was a 
unbelievably tough man. And, and, uh, and then, um, so when Rory ran, ran out, he would all, I, I just don't want anybody to think that he was like pointing at it would, the point was he was pointing up to not just the sky, but to where grandpa would have been sitting. And because he played every single game in honor of him. Oh yeah. That's that. That's, Good stuff. That's touching right there. We're going to take uh, uh, another quick break uh, uh, and get a word from Wintrust Mortgage, Kyle Lehman at Wintrust Mortgage. Check out Kyle's uh, series on our Three Beards Media YouTube page uh, to follow along to learn more about uh, first-time homebuyer. He's got some great new programs for first-time homebuyers. Uh, we're going to take a quick listen to that, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to ask John the Wintrust Mortgage question of the, uh, of the podcast. Um, so we will, uh, we'll be back here in a second. Did you know that Kyle Lehman and Wintrust Mortgage is the perfect person to contact if you're a first-time homebuyer? Kyle has some amazing programs available right now. So go watch his series with Caitlin and Walker when they take their first steps to home buying on our Three Beards Media YouTube channel. Not a bad price right there. No, and I really want to get out of this apartment. Yeah. Tired of renting, want something to own. Yeah. Make our own. Family equity. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know where to start, though. Me either. I mean, how would we go about looking at, into buying a house? I mean, honestly, I don't know too much about it. Yeah. Well, I know my dad has a sponsor for his podcast, Kyle Lehman with Wintrust Mortgage. Yeah. And he had mentioned something to my dad about wanting to talk to first time buyers. So maybe we should FaceTime my dad and get some more information. Sounds like a great idea. All right, and we're back. Uh, thanks again to Kyle Lehman at Wintrust Mortgage. Kyle saved me a crap ton of money on my refinance a couple of years ago, and he can save you guys a crap ton of money now if you're a first time homeowner and first time home buyer. So check out Kyle Lehman. Uh, John, Kyle sponsors a question. So, uh, and I know that you're, you're, you're an emotional guy, so this one will probably get you. So John Walling, 2022, John Walling, with all his knowledge and, and, and what he knows, <laughs> goes back and can give one piece of advice to John Walling 15 years ago. What's that piece of advice that he's going to give 2008 John Walling? You were 33. 43. <laughs> there you go. Beth says you were Beth, 43. Yeah, I hear Beth back there. I know. She's over there. She's over there trying to tell me how old I am. You're, she, she's math. just I was as told excited be as no I math. am. I was told there'd be no math on this podcast. I was going to say, I'd, I'd be a complete failure. Um, honestly, I wish I would have realized at a far younger age the difference between being the best and being your best. And I'm just, I'm just glad that at some point between when I was growing up and the blessing of getting to be with Beth Ann and having children, that, 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 that realization came on. Um, 
because I really feel like, you know, I mean, George, I think you, you talked about this earlier. I mean, about kind of about like what you control, right? Didn't you say something like that, George? I always say something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. But, but it, right. I mean, you, you were talking about yeah. something, you know, control what you control or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and when I was growing up, I always thought you had to be the best, but then if you're not, there's nothing else. Right. I mean, I mean, it, it, cause it, everybody else that's not the best aren't the best. So only one person got out, got something out of that versus being your best, you know, and, and, and George, you talked about, you know, every day you got it, you get up and you do something immediately to start the day out to make it be your best. Right. Yep. And, and, and that's, and so, I mean, I know you don't think I listen, George, but I listen to you very, very <laughs> intently. I, I'm serious. <laughs> and you too, Christopher. I mean, honestly, I, I, I learn from everybody and I, and I never stop learning because Lord knows I got a lot to learn, but I, I really mean that. And, and I hope, and I pray that every, not just my three, but every child I got to, it, you know, every young person I got to come in contact with teaching or coaching that they took, that, that that's something that they could take is that I never, and they should never expect themselves to try to be the best. That's out of your control. If you happen to be the best, fantastic. But you know what? Every single day, if you strive to be, and I know it might sound trite or small, but I swear to God, I believe in it, it, it because I, it, it, again, in my, my mind just works in circles. It all goes back to being a blue collar guy. And, you know, if I'm on the assembly line or if I'm at home or wherever, whatever I'm doing, I just want to be my best. And, you know, I fall flat on my face a lot. But I mean, whether I'm coaching, I'm a fan, I'm a dad, I'm a friend to George and you, Chris, or, or whatever, I just want to be my best. And I'm not, I'm not saying I am going to be the best, but just, just simply striving to be my best. And, and part of being my best would be, I, I, and I really mean this, because this is kind of like the mantra of my life is that, you know, to serve others, be a servant leader. And to have discipline, commitment, effort, toughness, and pride at P I E S S pies. Boom. There you go. So I, I, I don't know if that's a good answer or just an answer or a bad answer, but I think it's honestly, a God, that, I mean, that's it's I an mean, honest answer. And, well, and honestly, I swear to God to you, I believe that, you know, this, this town I call East Des Moines that happened to grow up around Des Moines, I, I really believe. That's who we are. Hey, I, it, it, it resonates with me, and I'll tell you why. We, we had a little bit of a conversation before we hopped on here about, about how I was doing with, my, with, with the job search and whatever else, and I'm, right, I'm not going right. to lie, and I'm 100% honest here. My, my, my self-esteem and my ego has taken a hit here the last two weeks. Um, right. But I, I remember the other day I woke up, and, and, and it helps having such a supportive wife who, you know, told me whatever you Amen. decide and whatever you want to do, you know, I'll support you and we'll make it work. But I, I woke up yesterday morning and at one point I was like, you know what? 
I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. I'm tired of, I'm tired of, uh, uh, I know that I can do great things. Ooh, and, I know, yes. and I know that there's other people. I know that there's jobs out there that I can accomplish and I can do it. And at some point, somebody's going to reap the benefits of that. And the ones that pass on it are going to have to live with that. Right. And it's kind of in the spirit of what you said. I'm, I'm not going to be the best podcaster, the best marketer, the best IT person, the best, but I'll be the best that I can be. And that's pretty damn good. Christopher, can I, can I say something though, Christopher? I will say this. You don't know that you're not the best. It's just that that's not the, that's the ultimate goal is for you to be your best. Correct. Right. Yeah. And you know what, if you happen to be the best God willing, fantastic. But I mean, that's not the objective. Well, the, sounds, object, the objective is to be the best George, Chris, or right. John that you can be. Right. There you go. And, and it's and it's like you know, um, it's it's not about you know they always talk about keeping up with the Joneses, and people have that in their mind. You want to keep up with the Joneses, right? So right. There are a lot of families with the last name Jones. Which Joneses are you trying to keep up with? But you 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 really, if everybody's last name was Jones, be the best Jones you can be. You know, because I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be Tom Brady. You know, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a quarterback in the league, a quarterback at high school, I'm not going to be Tom Brady. I'm going to always be George Trice. So it's always, about, it's always about being the best George Trice I can be. So being the mm-hmm. best you is, is exactly what you're saying. It's like, you can strive to be great like Tom Brady, but you're going to be great in your own right. You're going to be great in a way that you can be great because you're not ever going to, your, your, your physical build, your mental, everything is not going to be 100% exact to everybody because we're all so different. But you can be on that same level just on just as you. You know, don't, you don't have to be somebody else. Be you. Yep. And, George, that's exactly it. Strive for your greatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I don't mean, like, settle. I, I'm not in no way, shape, or form am I saying, like, you know, be happy with being mediocre. I mean, I, here's another thing I, I believe in. I don't think mediocre people like to be around high achievers. The people that are striving to be a high achiever and people that are striving to be high achievers and be their great don't want to be around mediocre people. I mean, people that are, that are okay with just being average and and understand what I'm saying. I mean, there's a difference between wherever you land with your greatness, right? That's, that's not, that's God given. But I mean, you should squeeze everything like Rory squoze everything he had out of his six foot, 200 pound body. I mean, he was going against six, two, six, three, six, four, six, five, 240, 250, 260. And he didn't care. He was striving for his greatness because he had the, the to him, the weight of his, his, his teammates. And I was saying on his shoulders and he wasn't going to let him down. So he was going to try to be his best all the time, you know, whether he was at class working out, um, you know, on the, on, you know, with, with the football team, watching film, whatever. This is, this is exactly what I, I said uh, at the end of last year, when coach Campbell was asked the question, uh, was he disappointed because his goal was to make the big 12 championship. And his answer was said, said was that was never my goal. My goal right. was to have the best team and the best versions of ourselves. And the national media lost their fucking mind 
No and shit. And Brady Quinn lost his fucking mind. Uh, Dumbasses, because that, that, that's how small their mind is. Right, right. And what and what I was screaming to the tip tops was is this is bigger than a, a Big Twelve championship to him. That's that will happen if you if you become the best versions of yourselves, whatever those are, then those things will happen. Those are secondary. Uh, consequences of becoming the best versions of yourself so for people to go for people to hammer him and whatever and what i really loved about it was is he kind of gave a fuck you and didn't even address it after that because he wasn't talking to them anyways he was talking to those boys in the locker room chris you you're that that those are some of the wisest words i've heard in a long time I'm gonna mark I really the mean that, man. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna because, mark the because tape. I, I'm tired. See, of this is when I this is when I wish Tim was on the podcast. When everybody praises me, and he all he does is make fun of me. Uh, well, <laughs> there's nothing to make fun of, my man, because you know what? You just kind of touched on a nerve with all of Cyclone Nation. Oh yeah, because you know what? Don't ever, don't ever question our coach or our right. coaches. Don't ever question their 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 strive to be their best and to, and to bring the best for all of us and our and our and our players and our all that i mean how dare anybody question that that you know we're we're we're, we're okay with mediocre we're not we're, we're but we do accept being whatever our best is sometimes your best doesn't mean you're the best right i mean Everybody wants to be the best. Every single football season, gentlemen, every single football season, there's only one football team that's ever truly happy. And they're, 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 that's the one that was in the championship game that, you know, you know right. what I mean? I mean, that true, yep. that, I mean, it, that's kind of a lie too about truly happy. But I mean, everybody's goal is to try to get that, that, the championship trophy. And only one team in the nation gets to do that. Right. Now, everybody else, they have to be able to understand, did you or did you not, how close were you to, to getting to, the, to your being your best? You may, and, and, you know, if your best may not be the talent and all that combined may not be that you're, you're a national champion. Doesn't mean that you're a loser. Yeah. No, I'm with you. George, you got anything else? We have one more segment that's super quick, but if you have anything else, I, I want to give you a chance to. No, I in. don't. I don't want man. I'm not stepping on John's thunder. Right. I'm following that. Well, this is this is even better. So we all know who Steph Copley is. Huh? Steph Copley oh, is uh, she's awesome. Is an amazing uh, young lady who came on the pod uh, a couple months ago and um, gave an impassioned speech about some stuff. And uh, at one point, she told Tim and I to shut the uh, STFU, to shut the F up so she could talk. So we thought, boy, that should be a segment. Uh, and we decided to sponsor it. So what we'd like is instead of them paying for it, we're asking uh, for you to go Google the Young Women's Resource Center in Des Moines, Iowa. Click that donate button and donate in the name of Steph Copley. Uh, anything that you'd like, and that will help them. 
And in doing so, I'm going to pause for a second here, John, and then George and I are going to shut the fuck up and you get to say whatever you want to say. Hey, everybody, it's Steph Copley, the woman behind the STFU segment on the Old Man Strength podcast. When I told the guys I wanted to sponsor this segment, they recommended that I make a charitable donation instead. So that's what I did. I chose the Young Women's Resource Center in Des Moines, Iowa. They're a nonprofit that supports, educates, and advocates for girls and young women ages 10 to 24. Their whole goal is to make sure that these young women become strong, self-confident, and successful. And if you know me at all, you know that aligns with my goals as well. If you're interested and would like to donate, check them out at ywrc.com. Org and donate today. And remember, don't forget to STFU and listen every once in a while. Thanks. And like now right is now? The time. Now is the All time. right. Well, one thing I want to say is, is how grateful and blessed I am that you asked me to be on this and, uh, you know, that I got to be with you here, George. Uh, that was quite a surprise as well. Um, and that, uh, you know, I know you could have asked a thousand other people and I've, I'm blessed and honored that you asked me to be here. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I very much, um, enjoyed being able to, um, share a little bit about my family and our, our journey and our lives. And, and, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, somehow, some way, uh, somebody out there understands that it's okay to be a blue collar, hardworking guy that believes in serving others and discipline, commitment, effort, toughness, and pride, and and uh, you know lifting others. And I and you know you two obviously are tremendous at that. And I uh, I love you and I and I appreciate you and God bless you. It's the nicest shut the fuck up moment we've had on this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate it too. Just listening and. And one of the things, like you said, it's about taking nuggets away from people. Um, you may not hear or understand everything that somebody says at a time, but there are these little nuggets that you pick up that make you be a better person, that make you think of that. It's like kind of that, that aha moment, like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. So I appreciate you. I picked up some things from you. Um, you know, that toughness and that pride. You know, it, it is it, it is key to being the best that you can be, the best John that you can be, the best George or the best Chris that you can be. So I appreciate you, sir. God bless you. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we uh, once again want to thank everybody for tuning in to Old Man Strength. Uh, be sure to go check out all of our pods uh, on the Three Beards Media Network. Of course, Sigh of the Storm uh, that stars George along with uh, Marcus Pfizer and Brent Gervais uh, with occasional guests. Um, and then we have uh, Amy and Holly and Jess on the Hot Mess Happy Hour with the Wing Chicks. They're Hawkeye fans and they're good people. We let them on the podcast. When, when can I get on there <laughs> to talk some crap? Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll bring you on. They'll bring you on. We're, uh, Tim and I were just talking tonight about doing some cross promotional podcasts and. And so that actually sounds like a great idea. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, Bitter Units, uh, fill in the blank with Anya. And then uh, two new ones. I do a little daily podcast in the morning where I get my, my thoughts uh, out 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and then uh, False Starts. We're bringing mental health back in the playbook. playbook. That's right. Me and Bill Blank uh, uh, are talking men's mental health and, and bringing that into the into the the spotlight and the beauty of that show is it's live streamed 
We have a new live stream that goes uh, every Monday, every other Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. You check us out on the YouTube channel, uh, Three Beards Media Facebook, and we love to have people interact with us on there and, and ask questions. So check out all those and uh, make sure you hit our sponsors up. And with that, we will see you all next time. Peace. Hey.